have heard much about all of the problems facing American medicine today, the growing numbers of the uninsured, lack of physicians, inefficient systems, to name a few. Our guest today offers a template for improving the overall efficiency and cost-effectiveness of the healthcare system. Welcome to our special segment on public health policy. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, and with me today is Dr. Richard Scheffler. He's Distinguished Professor of Health Economics and Public Policy at the University of California at Berkeley and holds the chair in healthcare markets and consumer welfare endowed by the Office of the Attorney General for the State of California. Dr. Scheffler is also Director of the Global Center for Health Economics and Policy Research as well as the Director of the Nicholas C. Petras Center on Healthcare Markets and Consumer Welfare. Welcome to ReachMD, Dr. Scheffler. Happy to be here. In your new book, uh, Is There a Doctor in the House?, you offer some concrete solutions on how to fix our healthcare system. Fill us in, please. Well, I think when you're looking at the healthcare system and reforming it and improving it, obviously the linchpin or the key is improving doctors and doctors' performance and and how they can deliver high quality and improved health care. There are a variety of ways of doing that, and one that has been going on for more than 20 years is when doctors use more health professionals in their practice than they had previously. The two groups that I would focus on are nurse practitioners, most of whom are nurses who get additional training for a year or sometimes longer, and physician assistants who uh, receive generally two years of training and work in medical practice with doctors. These groups have been studied extensively, and their productivity is fairly high, uh, and they deliver high-quality health care. And doctors have been using them more and more in their practices. So if one looks about at the year 1990, for every uh, doctor, there was about uh, 18 nurse practitioners. And now, for every doctor, there is twice the number of nurse practitioners. Wow. And so when you look also at PAs, you see the same thing. So they are using a larger and larger number of these health professionals in their practice. In fact, overall, the healthcare system has been using more non-physicians to deliver medical care. The ratio of healthcare workers per doctor now in the healthcare system is around 14, which means there are 14 healthcare workers, non-doctors for every doctor in the healthcare system. So this helps to improve the quality of care and the productivity of doctors. We also have seen attempts to reward good doctors and pay them for their performance and to pay them for quality. And so there's lots of new experiments going on here in California and also the Medicare payment plan called paper performance, and the performance is really on quality and trying to reward doctors for producing higher quality health care. These are all ways of, I think, improving the health care system. And more broadly, we have to think of the health care system as just not physicians and nurse practitioners, but a collection of health care workers. And, you know, I like to think of health care as a team sport. Clearly, the doctor can be the uh, the quarterback and uh, run the team or the manager as a baseball team, but he needs or she needs other players. And thinking of that as a team approach, an integrated team of healthcare workers certainly is more efficient. It's generally less expensive and produces higher quality care. 
And I think we could all benefit from doing more of that. Well, the election is in a lot of our minds, certainly coming up here quickly. What are your thoughts on the respective candidates' health care plans? Well, the plans are obviously a moving target, and they change almost weekly as we get closer to the election. But there are fundamental differences between the, uh, between the two plans. If you look at McCain's plan, it basically focuses on the insurance issue. Uh, health insurance is clearly an important issue in the United States, and most of us have private health insurance when we're working. And, of course, when you're el- the elderly uh, have Medicare and the poor have Medicaid, but the, most of the population has private health insurance, but it doesn't cover everybody. And we know the estimates now have been growing at about 45 million people don't have any health insurance, and this is something that I think both parties agree needs to be fixed. McCain's fix is quite fundamental. When we purchase health insurance, private health insurance, for those who are working, it's purchased by our employer and also with some contribution often from the worker, the employee. But those contributions are with pre-tax dollars. In other words, we don't pay taxes on that money before it's used to pay health care. So if we were to get $100 in wages, we would probably get on average 70 of it because we'd have to pay federal and state taxes. But if we use it to buy health care or health insurance, we get $100 worth of health insurance. So that's a large subsidy, give or take 30%. McCain wants to remove that subsidy and instead wants to give a tax credit, 2500 to each individual to buy insurance and $5,000 for families. And this would be a tax credit, something that would come off their income tax bill And I presume if they didn't pay any tax, they would receive a check in the mail. And whatever they spent beyond that would have to come out of their own pocket. Today, health insurance costs generally, uh, in California and nationwide, about $12,000. So McCain's subsidy for the plan is about less than half of what workers uh, now pay for health insurance, and that's with the subsidy. So this would be a fundamental change. On the positive side, of course, it would, it would instill more competition in the system because the individual buying the health insurance would know that it is their money. He or she would have some stake in the game, and this would, in, this would improve competition, and it would give the consumer a much bigger say. But it would clearly fundamentally change the insurance coverage that everybody in the United States has, and it would make it difficult for some who have very good health insurance to keep the kind of plans that they have. Obama's plan is more fundamental. It deals with the insurance issue, but it has other components to it. Obama talks about implementing an improved uh, IT system on medical records so so people can coordinate the care and know what each provider has given to a particular patient what the hospital is doing for you, what the primary care. So you have a, a record. Some people call it a medical home. Well, all your information is there to help coordinate your care so it's not duplicative and we don't have trouble with pharmaceuticals that are given that can create problems in various combinations and interactions. It improves the quality of care and puts all the medical information together in, in one place. And I think this is a, a strong part of the plan. He also talks about disease management. So a classic example would be if someone has diabetes, which we know is a chronic disease. This would be managed by people who specialize in diabetes, and they would be treated by a team of individuals 
This usually uh, improves the quality of care, coordination, and even reduces the cost of care. I think these are important parts. And also, he talks about integrating the healthcare system and better using different combinations of healthcare workers, which I clearly favor. And lastly, he's concerned about the fact that the health insurance industry, now the health insurance industry has become much more concentrated, and two or three of the health insurance companies uh, control a large share of the market. This leads to very little competition or reduced competition in health care insurance and has increased the price of insurance. So what Obama wants to do is to have everybody who has their current insurance keep it if they want, but if they don't want, uh, there would be a pool run by a nonprofit agency that uh, you could buy health insurance from. He calls it a national health insurance exchange. It would be set up so all Americans could buy health insurance and get some of the benefits of the, of the group plans. And also, he's anticipating that the increased competition in the healthcare care insurance industry would reduce costs. The estimate in his plan says $2,500 per person. That's a rather large number in the 20 to 25% range of what the cost is now. I doubt this could be done in the short run, but uh, it's possible as a long-run objective. So he's hoping to streamline that and save costs on his particular plan. Uh, McCain's plan has some strengths as well. The problem with McCain's plan, of course, is where's the money going to come from? And McCain's plan talks about uh, cutting the fees, particularly on Medicare, and saving money from the Medicare program, which, of course, is dear uh, to the hearts of the elderly. And we know if fees are cut to doctors, in particular for Medicare, uh, under Medicare, this would make it much more difficult for patients to have access to these physicians. So I'm concerned about that. And, of course, the, the elderly that would have the biggest problem with reduced access as fees are cut to doctors would clearly be the elderly who are poor mm -hmm. because the elderly population that has money can obviously pay out of pocket and generally also has private supplemental policies on top of Medicare. So the pros and cons of both of these proposals are interesting, and of course, so we'll see how this plays out in the election. If you're new to our channel, you're listening to our special segment on health care policy on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and with me today is Dr. Richard Scheffler, author of Is There a Doctor in the House? Market Signals and Tomorrow's Supply of Doctors, we are discussing some possible solutions to our nation's health care problems. Uh, finally, Dr. Scheffler, you've made some predictions about the future physician workforce. What do you think? Well, I think we now need to understand, as we've seen in the credit crisis and the stock market crisis in the United States, that we now live in a global world. The United States is connected in the financial markets, but it's also connected in the healthcare markets. Recruiting doctors is now a global issue. 25% of our current physician supply was trained outside the United States, and the United States has always had its way of importing and recruiting doctors. But other countries are also in need of doctors, and now there's global competition for doctors. This is also, of course, true for nurses and lots of other health professionals. So I think uh, we need to think of the issue of the supply of doctors in the United States and healthcare workers, not only in the United States, but how the global markets operate. And we need to think about 
cost-effective solution to provide health care. And we also internationally need to be responsible. We need to be concerned about recruiting doctors, particularly from countries that have major doctor shortages, and bringing them to the United States because this has a moral dimension. We clearly need the doctors if they want to come here and we want to employ them in our healthcare system, but this creates other problems around the world. So I think Americans need to think globally, and the issue of the health workforce and physicians is now a global issue. Thank you so much for being on our show today. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. We've been speaking with Berkeley professor and author Dr. Richard Scheffler about how to fix our health care system. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt. You're listening to ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. For a complete program guide and downloadable podcast, visit our website at www.reachmd.com. For comments and questions, call us toll-free at 888-MD-XM-157. Thank you for listening.